Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. As you probably saw in the title, we have another guest. So I am uh, very excited. I love these. It, it adds a whole other dimension and um, energy to to, this episode, to these episodes. So my guest... Oh, crap. I forgot to grab a thing. Um, my guest is Emily Winter. Um, I have talked about her book, One Day Smarter, a couple of times. And um, do you happen to have it close to you? I do. Hello, everybody. One second. Let me just Sorry, grab it. Sorry, I totally forgot to prepare for this part. We'll cut this out. <laughs> okay, yes, I do. I do have my book. <laughs> it is right here. I mean... Awesome. Yeah, this is a podcast, so I am waving it around. <laughs> and of course, I will post a picture of your book and you probably. <laughs> um, can you uh, just quickly first tell the people uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, all that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, hello, I am Emily Winter. I am a comedian and writer, um, and I wrote over the pandemic an uplifting, funny book of trivia called One Day Smarter, and it just came out, and it makes a really good holiday gift for pretty much anyone, <laughs> and um, I write for a Nickelodeon show called That Girl Lele, um, and I have a trivia background as well, um, but I am also dumb. It's amazing. You can You can do that. I didn't know you had to you could be dumb and have a trivia background so so I could be a trivia host you are too smart no, no you could see. be a smart trivia host um but yeah well, it's see, not it's not only yeah that well that's why I'm reading this book because I'm not smart I'm trying to be one day smarter one one day smarter every day by listening to this podcast and reading Emily's book um, so obviously you should go, you should go check out Emily's, uh, comedian, stand-up comedian things and, um, and, and her book and, uh, the shows, the show that she writes on. And I'm sure there's going to be many, many other shows that she writes on as well. Could you please, uh, flip to a random page in the book and just read one short trivia line? I would love to. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's my dog coming in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, Wait, does, can your dog open a door? Yeah, Bingo, close the door. Close the door. Close it. Close the door. You're on a podcast. Come on, man. Good girl. Oh, my God. Okay. Did it happen? Yeah, she did it. Yeah, good girl. Is, now she's like, where's my treat? <laughs> I'll give it to you later amazing. after the podcast. Good girl, Bingo. Okay. Um, there were women gladiators in ancient Rome. Yay. That is so cool to know because obviously like we don't ever see women gladiators portrayed in TVs and movies and things, so that's cool. Do you want to know something else that we always think? Vikings didn't have those horns on their helmets. That one's a little <laughs> sad because I like those horns, but um, of yeah, that that that's totally made up by by big media. Who made that up? I wonder. I don't know if it's like in an old old movie or an old right. old something that we just and then we just all started believing that that's the way it is. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, history is so easily rewritten. So um, easily rewritten. They're probably like, well, this horn isn't cool enough. We need to make it cooler. <laughs> so let's put pointy horns on it. Yeah. Um, but back to the gladiator thing. Are you? Um, do you remember any additional info about that or like how you learned that piece of information? I don't. And honestly, um, 
the how I learned it is has was the most surprising and crazy part of writing the book because I thought information would be easy to find, mm. but as you were just saying, history is so easily rewritten. So going to get um, and I did include all of my sources in the back nice. of the book um, for every single fact because the internet is such a liar. So um, <laughs> so yeah, so I don't remember exactly the source on that, but I remember that I had to like make sure it was a good one um yeah because yeah it's scary out there <laughs> the internet is a very scary world <laughs> um well that's that's cool i i love like getting a little bit more of like the behind the scenes info of like where the information came from or other things that you remember from that so maybe at the end of the show we'll do another one of those cool. uh short little trivia things uh, cool. Well, we are here to talk about a small section of words in alphabetical order. Um, I think I think this will be a good section. There's a lot of different, lot of different things here, uh, which doesn't always happen. So let's just get into it. So excited. Okay. Uh, don't don't be. You keep your expectations <laughs> low. <laughs> okay. I'm medium okay. excited. <laughs> uh, all right. The first word is conidia for. And it is spelled C-O-N-I-D-I-O-P-H-O-R-E. Conidiophore. It is a noun from 1874, a specialized hyphal branch of some fungi that produces conidia. Um, Yeah, that's about all there is to that. Do you know anything about the fungi? Um, no, but this just made me have this really funny thought about in 18... You know how whenever they add a new word to the dictionary, there's all of this like, that's not a word, or like, the dictionary's (laughs) turning to trash, and it's so funny to think of people in 1874 being like, conidia for? That's not a word. You know what I mean? Like, getting really mad that this is like, oh, this dictionary is just nothing now. It means nothing. Right. Anyway. These kids today with their new words, conidia for. With these kids today day with their canidia for and their <laughs> fungi words yeah i want to hear some millennials use this word um yeah i i don't know a lot about the fungi especially something like this but i did watch that documentary <gasps> fantastic fungi okay so. i got really high and i watched it and i was a blown away yeah. it's so good highly recommend these these things these things that live in the ground and come out above the ground are just fascinating and i think i think they are like the it's it's a world that will keep on evolving as we keep on learning about them it's amazing yeah oh man yeah they're they're talking to each other underground and they taste delicious it's wonderful see i would argue about that because i don't like them but i need i think i need to start i need to start experimenting i need to like try them all and see see what's going on find your mushroom right exactly (laughs) okay well this next one is related it is conidium it is a noun from 1856 an asexual spore produced by a conidiophore of certain fungi. And conidial is an adjective. This is from, uh, you know, this this gives you a good idea of like what these spores are like. It is from the Greek word conus with a K, which means dust. And there's more at the word incinerate. So yeah, the spores that come out of these fungi just flow through the air like dust. And uh, so the the spore of a uh, some fungi is the conidium. So you're already eating little baby mushrooms, basically. Oh, yeah. It's we're so- we're constantly ingesting baby mushrooms and skin flakes and all that stuff. Skin flakes, yay! It's so weird that conidium was around almost twenty years before conidiophore. 
Yeah, that's always a little an interesting. Like, how did that happen? How yeah. what what was going on there? I don't know. Um, okay, we are going to move on to conifer. The, this is that's a tree. This is a big one. Conifer trees. Uh, it is from. N- uh, it's a noun from circa 1841. We just have one long definition. Any of an order, coniferales, of mostly evergreen trees and shrubs having usually needle-shaped or scale-like leaves and including forms, like pines, with true cones and others, as yews, with an aureliate fruit. So obviously there was a bunch of information there. They're, they're, they're counter for evergreen, evergreen trees. Uh, Wait, coniferous. this is the first yeah. word I know. This is the first word I would use. <laughs> Of so this, happy of that there section. is one. Yeah. Oh, you, there's more that you will definitely know. But yeah, no, for sure. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> there are definitely sections. I'm like, I don't know any of these words. I've no. never heard any of them. Um. Yeah. Coniferous is an adjective. Uh. This is from the Latin conifer, which means cone bearing. So if you're confused about the difference between conifer trees and deciduous trees, I think those would be the two things. Uh. Conifer trees have cones, which are usually you know, evergreens, uh, pines, that kind of thing. Um, that's that's it for that one. Agree. Just happy to <laughs> happy to recognize it. Yeah, uh, I, I have a distinct memory of probably in first grade learning deciduous trees and conifer trees, and like, well, there's two kinds. And then you know, ever since then, the conifer trees, the leaves don't fall in the fall, and the other ones do. And that's it. That's all you need to know about trees. Pretty much. That's that's it. Education done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the word coniyin. This is a hard word to say. Coniyin, yeah. and it is uh, it's spelled C O N I I N E. So there's that double I, which makes you say coniyin. It is a noun from 1831. A poisonous alkaloid, C eight H seventeen N, found in poison hemlock. Uh, what is hemlock? See, this is where I'm dumb. I'm you dumb. know, see, I'm right with you because I've heard it. I've heard it so many times and I kind of have a thought that it's poisonous like it just said here, but I don't really know what it is. Are you looking it up? I am looking it up. Um, it's a it's a plant. It's a flowering plant. It's a pretty little plant. Honestly. So it's like a like poison ivy in that sort of world. It's got a flower on it. It's white. OK. Yeah. And then yeah. the stuff in it that is poisonous is Coniyin. Yeah. Was this the plant from Breaking Bad? Uh, that was um, rice, ricin. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, different one. Okay. Um, all right. Well, maybe I will. Uh, have to post a picture. No, I'll wait to post a picture on the social media of hemlock until we get to the ages. We can't skip ahead like that. Honestly, I think now knowing this, it would be really rad to do like a photo shoot among a ton of headlock. Like, I think it would be like really badass. You know, <laughs> like just oh, you because like on first look, it would be like oh, cool, she's got a bunch of flowers, and then secondly, you're like she's surrounded by death, and it's like if you you can only know if you know. Right, exactly. If you know Hemlock, you know how badass that was. Yeah. Uh, but then I would love to see the post, the after photos of like, what, how did it affect your, like, did you get a rash? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those are the pictures on the back of the album. Oh, that's so funny. And also like, I really want to do this now, but I have the most sensitive skin. And I like, I, I was like, if I was born in the 19th century, I would have been dead at age three. Like everything affects me so hard. Right. Yeah. Probably not smart for me, but kind of want to try it anyway. 
Uh, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. Thank you. I may or may not be able to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may have to find a patch of hemlock. Uh, okay. Our next word, it's uh, it's an abbreviation, C-O-N-J. It's for conjunction and conjunctive. And uh, let's see, conjunction. Oh, I think those are in uh, ep- coming up episodes. So we haven't gotten there yet. But I have because I recorded them. Oh, wild. You're so organized. I You have no idea. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to move on to conjectural. Conjectural. It is an adjective from 1553. One, of the nature of or involving or based on conjecture. And two, given to conjectures. And conjecturally is an adverb. Uh, is this a thing they say in uh, in court? I can conjecture or something. Um, maybe I feel like I conjecture is a word that I will use every once in a while. But the the idea of the given to conjectures, oh, is that the one they use in court? Yeah, because I'm like I'm like that's not even. It sounds like it's almost an insult, but it's not. Like, oh, you're so given to conjectures. <laughs> like you're conjectural. And we're like, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've heard it where, uh, like, oh, that's conjecture. Like, oh, you're you're like assuming that you know the thing. That's conjecture. But we can learn more about this because our next word is conjecture. So let's not guess and let's just read. Let's um, read. It is a noun from the 14th century. This is the first form of conjecture. Number one is obsolete. So one A is interpretation of omens. Mm, that's that was maybe the first use of conjecture, interpreting omens like crows flying or something. One uh, B, the synonym is supposition. Two A, interference from defective or presumptive evidence. Interference from defective or presumptive evidence. So the evidence is, my brain has to work like extra hard to understand mm-hmm. things like this. Sometimes it's presumptive. It's yeah, assuming or it's defective. Okay, and you're in, and you're inferring information from bad evidence. So somebody's like, "That's just conjecture." Then it's like, "Right." Well, that part is kind of not true. That's yeah, not good. Yeah, that's the bad Ex- part. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how I would have worded it. Um, okay, to be a conclusion deduced by surmise or guesswork. So again, you know, you're making conclusions based on things that you probably shouldn't be making conclusions on. Uh, and then to see. A uh, a proposition, as in mathematics, before it has been proved or disproved. So again, you're you're saying things are definite when you shouldn't be saying that. I feel like that is the use that I hear it most often. Like, like you kind of admit that you don't really know. You're like, I conjecture, um, or wait, no, my conjecture because it's a noun is. Oh, it's also a verb. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of us. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's both. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess if you you can insult somebody by saying you're being conjectural, which right, right, that yeah, can like, even work in 2021 or 2022. Is that for sure? Get a heart. Nobody's gonna know what you mean, but yeah, you could totally <laughs> use it. Um, the etymology for conjecture says it is from the Latin verb conicere, which literally means to throw together. So you're throwing together some information. Uh, it is from com plus jacare, which means to throw. And there's more at the word jet. Uh, so now let's talk about the verb form. It's the second form of conjecture verb from the 15th century, starting with transitive. Number one, to arrive at or deduce by conjecture. 
And then the synonym is guess, as in scientists conjecturing that a disease is caused by a defective gene. So yeah, they're, they're guessing. Number two, to make conjectures as to. That's, that's the sentence, to make conjectures as to. As in the example, conjecture the meaning of a statement. This this is causes so many problems. If you're conjecturing the meaning of a statement, <laughs> the thing with people people say things they can be interpreted in so many different ways. So that's why I'm a big fan of just being really clear with what you say, because otherwise people are going to conjecture it and misinterpret it. Uh, and then real quickly we have an intransitive definition which just says to form conjectures. So now we're at the point with the word conjecture, which now I, I don't believe it's a word anymore. You know, when you hear Agreed. a word so many times or you say it in your head so many times, you're like, it's meaningless. Yeah. I'm just staring at it. I'm like, what is what are these shapes? That happens to me all the time, especially <laughs> because I'm reading the book that has words in alphabetical order. So, yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> uh, oh, and then conjecturer is a noun. The rural juror conjecturer. Uh, oh, okay. is that a tongue twister? Uh, well, no, the rural, 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 I can't even say rural it. Juror rural juror is from uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I just added conjecture word to it. <laughs> uh, okay, next word is conjoin. Verb from the 14th century. We have one transitive and one intransitive. So the transitive says to join together as separate entities for a common purpose. To join together for a common purpose. And intransitive is to join together for a common purpose. Um, the etymology is from Latin con, uh, com plus jungere or jungere, which means to join. And there's more at the word yoke. Uh, so, yeah, it's all. Of course, when I hear the word conjoin, I think of conjoined twins. Yes, that is where my mind goes as well, which I was just thinking about conjoined twins. You have to be a pretty decent person like, I feel like being a conjoined twin would force you to be a better person because if I was stuck to me, I would kill me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have to get better just to survive so that I didn't kill me. Assuming yeah. that they're, what is it, fraternal? Paternal? What's the one well, where they Yeah, so I think they, I think by definition, they are, um, they, they can never be fraternal twins. They have to be identical twins because they say they came from the same embryo. They came from the same right. egg. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they're always identical twins. So for self-preservation, you have to learn to be kind of fun and kind. Yeah. I... That that brings up something. I've never thought about that, but I think you're absolutely right that it forces you... I, I wonder if they've ever done a psychological study on conjoined twins and, you know, how they view other people and, like, their level of empathy or something like that because they have been with another person, literally with them, uh, for their entire life. And, yeah, that's got to totally change your brain. Or yeah. have an effect on your brain that other people don't have. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I w <laughs> I can't even. I can't even live with myself. You know, <laughs> like sometimes you're just like, oh, I wish I could take a vacation from me, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. the one thing I can't take a vacation from. Can you even imagine if you had another you that you had? No. To oh boy, oh boy. But that's the I thing. Mad that respect. If you did, you wouldn't even be yourself. You'd be a whole different person if you I, had a conjoined twin. I would be a lot better, probably. <laughs> that's that's a judgment statement. <laughs> that's subjective. I would be uh, less annoying. That's that's for sure. 
Oh, see, then I then I wouldn't want to talk to you. You're fun. <laughs> um, I I don't remember how old I was. Maybe junior high. I did an essay on or like a research project or something on. I think like the first. Uh, documented conjoined twins, which of course back then were called Siamese twins. And it mm-hmm. was, I think they were from at the time Siam. Um, and it was, Cha- I think it was Chang and Ang, these two men. And they, it was like the least possible way of being conjoined twins. They just had like a piece of flesh in between their bellies. They were like completely different people, but they just had a piece of flesh that connected their bellies. Whoa. And they ended up having. Uh, uh, wives and kids and like I always find that so fascinating and they couldn't what sorry what what century was this or what year oh, was this? this was a long long time ago yeah today they could have easily been separated separated like right yeah 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 uh so no this was like 200 or probably late 1800s I'm guessing okay it was a while ago yeah wild so Good fascinating um that's one okay. big bed oh my god I, right you need a California king <laughs> I, I just find like the human body with things like that so fascinating. Uh, I oh, wait. am terrified <laughs> of not conjoined twins specifically, but the human body. Like I just had a, I just had surgery last week, and I like, oh, right. would I wouldn't even look at I wouldn't even look at it for like three days. I was like in the shower, just like just you do water, do your thing, you know. <laughs> Please work. I'm with, so the wound. afraid of bodies. Yeah. Oh man, you should read the um. The uh, the Bill Bryson book uh, it's called The Human Body a guide for uh, a guide for I'm blanking on the word uh, occupants a guide for occupants oh I love that I love that idea okay yeah it's <laughs> it's so fascinating I, I haven't read a lot of it yet but uh, it's it's good good stuff it's a very funny way of wording it and I right. really really feel that hard <laughs> exactly um, okay well related to conjoined we have conjoined with an ed uh, this one is an adjective from 1570. Being, coming, or brought together so as to meet, touch, overlap, or unite. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. As in the example, conjoined heads on a coin. What? I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't that. either. Is that just somebody creepy putting their weird thing? Heads on a coin? Yeah, what? Conjoined heads on a coin. That must be something very specific that we just don't know. Maybe I, it's I, a- I think. I may have to look that up. <laughs> no, I'm going to look it up too because it's like, it's cracking me up. Hmm. Heads on a coin. But uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's all about coming together in various ways in lots of different ways. Okay, well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to move on to the word conjoint uh, with a T at the end. Adjective from 1725, number one, synonyms are united and conjoined. So it's just another way to say conjoined. Number two, related to, made up of, or carried on by two or more in combination. And the synonym is joint. Joining things together, joint, yeah. Conjointly is an adverb, and the etymology isn't terribly interesting. Did you find anything? Uh, I am so sorry to say (laughs) that all I'm getting on Google is just about why it's better to flip a coin or choose heads, you know? Oh, when right. you do coin flips because it's got like a little bit more chance of showing up because of the weight of the coin of yeah. the sides of the coin the, the um, tail side has a little extra weight to it but you know i think that depends on the coin and the the country and all that do you always pick heads or tails i don't think i have a standard do you tails 
Well, see, now I'm going to pick heads, though, because of science. Yeah, but that's why I picked tails, because it's like the underdog. Like, I like that. <laughs> I like being the underdog from the get-go, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah, if you, if you, uh, if you don't win, then you know that you are, you're still in that underdog position, and you got to fight for it. Yeah, and if you win, you're like, yeah, because underdogs always pull through. You know, I don't right. know. It's like I, a weird... Uh, it, it's probably to, to do with my self-esteem and something I should talk about in therapy, but we've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about conjoining things. Um, actually, that's that's we're going in a different route after this one. Um, uh, but yeah, no, if you do win, if you do win the coin toss, then you also I, I beat science. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, OK, uh, maybe I'll do a little a little research on this whole conjoined heads on a coin thing, and I'll put some info in the show notes. Moving on to another topic, it is <laughs> conjugal, C-O-N-J-U-G-A-L, conjugal. It is an adjective from 1545 of or relating to the married state or to married persons and their relations. And connubial is a synonym. We have an example, conjugal happiness. Conjugality is a noun. Conjugally, that's a weird word to say. Conjugally. Conjugally, that is an adverb. Um, So let's get a little bit more information in the etymology. Uh, Let's see. From Latin conjugalis, which is from conjux, which means husband or wife. That's interesting. From conjungere, which means to join or unite in marriage. So, you know, these days, we'll talk about this next one in a second, but these days we think of conjugal in a very specific way, I think. But really, it's just all about um, marriage, you know, everything related to a marriage, it sounds like. Do you think that this is the dictionary being a little bit coy? (laughs) Do you think that, like, the dictionary is like, you can figure it out. Right. Well, our next one is conjugal rights. So that that is where we get into a whole other world. But yeah, I think they're just being like, yeah, we're going to be very, uh, we're going to be very accurate. We're going to be very um, kind of vague. You know, we're, we're, this definition is going to cover all the bases. And okay. then, you know, these other things are implied in that. Like, I mean, is making my Hello Fresh for me and my husband for dinner a conjugal act? Huh. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Let's see. Of or relating to the married state or to married persons and their relations. So, yes, if it's related to your relations, then yes, I think it would be. I mean, if there's a lot of cheese in it, then I would just <laughs> find it sexual anyway. But I'm saying, you know, yeah, it's like do non-sexual activities count? And I guess they do. But that's not how we use it. No, no, not typically. Colloquially, um, yeah. But yeah, I want to know, no, like I want to hear this used in an example that it's, yeah, non-sexual because that's how we think of it usually. Yeah. I got to so, go pick up my husband from work. It's a conjugal duty. That's, <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like we're going to mess around in the car. With duty? No, that's a different <laughs> word. That's where my mind always goes with that word. Um, okay, conjugal rights. Two words, noun from 1768, the sexual rights or privileges implied by and involved in the marriage relationship, and then also the right of sexual intercourse between husband and wife. Now, when I have heard this used, though, I feel like 
does it have to be between a husband and a wife or can people in jail get conjugal rights um for that, same-sex partners well, well anything same sex or not even or being not. married oh huh now this also doesn't say anything about jail it's just the sexual rights or privileges <laughs> implied by and involved in the marriage relationship huh did you so watch is, um uh, orange is the new black yes i watched most of it so from my re- recollection of that is that you have to be married to get the conjugal rights in jail oh, okay and that's that why mi- what's her name gets married. Right, right, right. That's probably accurate. And I think there was um, uh, Arrested Development. I think they had a whole conjugal rights thing in that show. Did you watch that? Um, yes. Yeah. But I, like when I was in, co- I'm dating myself. When I was in college, like a very long time ago. Right, right. Yeah, it's been uh, a while for me too. Uh, uh, yeah, this is another one of those definitions that's like way more vague than I would have expected it to be. Right, right. Do you have to be married? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I love this uh, in on the spot uh, research. This is great. Do you have to be married to get conjugal rights in jail? Um, so you could have a domestic partnership and mm. it just had to have been established formally before incarceration. Right. Um, so you can't can't have like met somebody the day before you went to jail and then have conjugal rights with them. You could if you got married to them. <laughs> well, sure, fair point, fair point. If you were in Vegas. If you yeah. were in Vegas, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you got arrested, and then you went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's happened. Because mm. everything has happened. Everything has happened. Yesterday, uh, I wanted to order a cake that was half red velvet, half peanut butter. And my ooh. husband was like, you can't. You're just making this up. You can't do it. I'm like, hey, listen, it's not that late. We could we could do this. And he was like, does that even exist? And I'm like, babe, it exists. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. And even if it didn't physically exist, it existed in your head, which means it has the potential to exist in real life. And I would absolutely love to have a red velvet peanut butter cake. Right? I'm going to make it. Please. Tell me how it is. Thank you. I will. Send me a picture. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we are on our last word. It is conjugant. C-O-N-J-U-G-A-N-T. Conjugant. Noun from 1910. Either of a pair of conjugating gametes or organisms. So, what? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. Uh, gametes. I'm. Tr- I know this word. What it means in the back of my brain somewhere. It's like it's a little science word. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's related to embryos or something like that. Like uh, the- it's a mature haploid male or female germ cell, which that's is able to say. unite with another one of the opposite sex in sexual yeah. reproduction from a zygote. So, would the egg and the sperm be gametes? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Either of a pair of conjugating gametes or organisms. Yeah. Why not? I believe it. Um, So now that we read all the words, I'm going to just quickly reread the words and then uh, you get to pick a word of the episode. Whatever one you liked or disliked or whatever, whatever one you choose. Okay. So the words were conidiophore, conidium, Conifer, coniene, conj, conjectural, conjecture, conjoin, conjoined, conjoint, conjugal, conjugal rights, and conjugant. So I'm going to go with the word that made my brain expand a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, And that was conjoined because it made me think about 
when we were talking about the psychology of conjoined twins and what it must be like. And uh, I hadn't really thought about that. So I'm very happy to have had that conversation. Me too. So you are you picking conjoined or conjoined? I think I'll take conjoined. Conjoined with an E-D. Excellent. Now, off the top of your head, can you sing a little song about conjoined? Oh, con- conjoined twins. They're nicer and better than me. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. That is uh that that is gold. That's going up in the in the the Hall of Fame, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Um okay, so we are at the time where I'm going to read some holidays quickly for today, December 16th, 2021. I hope you are listening to this on this day and if you're not, what is wrong with you? Can I give a shout out to my bestiest, oh. bestiest, oldest friend in the world, um, Meg Allison from Chicago as well. We've known each other since we were little babies and we're still so tight. And it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. You'll have to listen to this to hear this. <laughs> I'll get her to listen. There we go. Um, okay. So uh, in addition to that very special birthday uh, in South Africa, it is Day of Reconciliation. In, uh, let's see, National Day, which celebrates the withdrawal of the United Kingdom from Bahrain, making Bahrain independent in 1971. In Thailand, it is National Sports Day. Uh, Let's see, beginning of the nine-day celebration of Mary and Joseph something-something. In Bangladesh and India, it is Victory Day, so they were victorious over something. Uh, Let's see. Let's check this page, which has typically some more fun holidays, like, whoa, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, what, what? I, I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by that one. Um, it is Boston Tea Party Day, so it must have happened on this day, I guess. I should know this, but I don't know my history so good. Oh, this is a good one. National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. So <laughs> anything that's covered in chocolate, which just it sounds good to me, just eat that. Maybe it's a red velvet peanut butter cake. It, that's what it's going to be. Uh, oh, this uh, Stupid Toy Day. Do you have any toys that are stupid? I uh, have a Rubik's Cube on my desk. That's actually are... the smartest toy. <laughs> right. That's why I still can't solve one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I don't know how to do it. Don't know how. I don't. I, will I learn? I don't know. I've had two years in lockdown pretty much, so <laughs> haven't learned yet. Uh, it's not looking good. Gotta say. Yeah. I Once I downloaded an app that supposedly like, it, you know, it gave you the directions and stuff. I never put the amount of energy into it as I should have. <laughs> if I really wanted to learn, I could, but I haven't. Um, so I, w- I would call that a pretty stupid toy. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Stupid Rubik's Cube. Um, it is Kazakhstan Independence Day. It is Vijay Dewas. It is, uh, let's see, uh, we had that. Las Posadas. And that is all of the holidays for today. Wow. Good. Pick your Good favorite. Stuff. What do we want to celebrate? Uh, national anything covered in chocolate, chocolate yeah. of course. Fair, yeah. fair, fair. Well, thank you to Emily for being on this podcast. Um, can you go ahead and reread another or read one of those uh, trivia sure. things? All right. Okay. I want to see we what go. we get. I'm going to a random page. Um, this is one I don't know more stuff about, but it's just the one I, I hit. That's Raindrops fine. aren't tear shaped. They're hamburger shaped. 
Love it. Hamburger shaped. Yeah. So like a like a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little little tiny hamburgers. Oh, can I read one more? Because this one makes yes. me really happy. Great news. We don't actually swallow eight spiders per year during oh, sleep. God. That is a total myth. Totally made up by the internet. The real number is 23. <laughs> yeah, I didn't include that because it's mostly an uplifting book. No, no, no. You're yeah, safe. Do, You're good. Do you have more information on that one? Um, I think I actually looked that one up specifically because... Um, I, I sometimes I would just like when I was writing this book, I would just think of things that I knew to be true and um, yeah. look them up to see if they were. And that was one where I sorry, my dog is barking right outside um, where I specifically was like, I hope this isn't true. And I was so pleasantly surprised to find the, the scientific articles that said, no, 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 no. That's right. not true. Yeah. Another yeah, I, one that's like that is the gum one. Like we don't if you swallow oh. gum, it's not going to stay for seven years. It comes out in like the next couple of days. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it does seem like that would take longer to digest than other things, but it's still like you're still putting something in your body, so it should be like fairly digestible. It's coming out. I mean, gooey cheese and gum are not oh, yeah. that different in consistency, you know. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to swallow gum, I guess. So my parents would have to do a gum check. Make sure you haven't <laughs> swallowed it. So I think for a long time, I was like, oh, my God, I've got all this gum stuck in my stomach. In middle school, there was this kid that would swallow pennies. And I thought oh. it was so hot. What? <laughs> I was like, he's so bad. He's such so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and that just set you on a path. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the bad boy that swallows pennies. Anyway. <laughs> I can't remember if he had any medical consequences of that. Um, yeah. Uh, that does not sound... I mean, he was like a human uh, human piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> also but hot. You gotta, that's hard to get the... Anyway, we won't go down that route. Um, so, the yeah, thank you so much. This has been a blast. I'm going to put all of your links... Or do you have links that you want to say verbally of like where people can find you on social media? Sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emily MC Winter. That's Emily McWinter. It's a stupid name. I'm sorry. And please follow me. And I have a podcast called Comedians with Ghost Stories. And my website is EmilyWinterComedy.com. And all my stupid stuff is there. I need a place to put all my stupid stuff. It's a, currently a link tree that sends you to other places. But I, I have a I, I own a website, but I need to actually make a website. Make it, so yeah. maybe someday I will. Honestly, if you're ever having a bad day where you hate yourself and don't feel like you've ever accomplished anything in your life, it's a good project to work on because then you're like, oh, I did do something, you know. So that's like when I when I feel sad, that's when I work on my website. There you go. That's a good plan. Maybe uh, I'll be working on my website every day. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to end the episode there. Uh, Thank you again. And uh, until next time, this is Spencer and sometimes other people uh, reading the dictionary and talking about it. Goodbye. Bye.